Woo! Feeling Ric Flair hungover today. Ow! We're gonna do this kind of intro again. Where we're we're gonna geek it up. That's right. And then we're gonna get right into it. That's right. We're hungover on a Saturday. That's how it goes. <clears throat> Ebor the city. Equity Podcast. I'm your host, Law Smith. Sitting here with me is the Lions Purr of Caleb Fuddy. Woo! He's doing his Ric Flair impression. Uh, keep it strong. That's keep right. it going, Ric Flair. They can't they can't hold you down. That's right. Uh Sweat Equity Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. That's the cheat code to get us up. Uh the iTunes rankings. I had, was with some friends last night before the Alabama Shakes concert yep. in uh in Ebor City where we do this podcast, not too far away from here. And uh, was explaining the whole metric thing about here's how here's how you get moved up without having a name recognition. Yeah. And basically, uh, I'm a fledgling stand-up comedian, so no brand, <laughs> no brand uh, equity in that. Um, so there, like you'll see, like if a comedian starts a podcast, it'll just instantly be in the top ten because yeah, they got, they got some they got some juice behind them. Uh, well, they, they also get to get up at, like during their special and be like, oh, check out my podcast. And they've got an audience of, you know, 6,000 people that great, great example. And one of my favorite comedians working is Nikki Glazer, who has a show yep. on uh, Comedy Central. Oh, man, she but is talented. She, she has a show about the show, yeah. basically. <laughs> so uh, her podcast immediately was top 10. But she's she deserves that. because yeah. She's really good. What am I talking about? I'm talking about pause right now. Subscribe, rate, review. And if you're even more baller, if you're. If you're feeling the flow, you're feeling it, you're feeling funk, uh, link this, get the copy link, you know, send the, yep. send the share to your, your friend, your friend that wants to open a bar, your friend that maybe wants to do a, a bowling shoe e-commerce company and he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. Challenge your friends. Okay. They talk all that shit. They say they want to open their own business. They want to do their own thing. Put it to them. Say, Hey, check out this podcast. They got what you need mm-hmm. and, and do it. Because you're tired of hearing them talk about it. And I'll let you uh, intro the guest uh, because I don't have much info. Yeah. No, no, a- absolutely. Um, if, we're, if we're a little sniffly, a little coffee uh, this morning, um, it's because we were all up pretty late last night after the Alabama Shakes concert here in, uh, in beautiful Ybor City. Um, so forgive us. Um, but we've got a really good guest today who uh, was kind enough to, to get up early with us and uh, to, to bear the hangover. And uh, it's none other than Ted Federal's very own Cliff Minsley. Cliff, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Yeah, we're, we're, we're really glad to have you. And Cliff is coming in from out of town. Cliff um, actually lived in the Tampa Bay area for a, uh, a short period of time. You flew in for this podcast. That's awesome. That's man. right. Private really? jet and everything. Man. Yeah. You're welcome. We're, we're doing really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, I mean, it's, it's really getting up there with the, uh, with the guests and the reach that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Cliff is in town. Cliff works uh, or started a company, Ten Federal, and uh, just has a really um, kind of different and unique point of view on uh, real estate in general. Um, and I'll kind of let Cliff explain a little bit of what Ten Federal is, and we'll kind of get into ma- a little bit of dialogue of kind of how Cliff got to where he is now and uh, what that journey's been like. So what what exactly is Ten Federal? Give us the lowdown. Yeah, uh, it's our beautiful website there. So. Uh, 
we're going to be working on that. But Ten, uh, tenfederal.com for those of you playing along at home, <laughs> yeah. keep, keep in score at home. I'll give you my card. Don't don't go leave. to the website. Uh, yeah, man, it's a uh, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but I would say it's a. Um, we'd like to think that we're a vertically integrated real estate firm that basically does all sorts of dis- different disciplines of real estate. But we started as an investment firm buying multifamily or basically apartment communities, mm-hmm. and um, from there we we grew different companies on that foundation. So we started buying a bunch of apartment communities, which basically means we went out and structured deals and raised money through investors and things of that nature. And then uh, that afforded us the opportunities to do other things like to start a management company. So now we manage all the apartments and then uh, we had a services company. So we we provide different services and and that has given us the opportunity to start more of a development firm. Mm -hmm. And so then we've been doing our own development and we've built an apartment community now we're building self-storage facilities things of that nature uh, and you're out of where north carolina? we're uh, out of raleigh north carolina okay yep. yeah yeah i don't know if we said that at the beginning. yeah so um <clears throat> i actually lived with cliff back in and it was years ago now Good uh, times. i think we were looking at, <laughs> i think we were looking at like 2008 2009 like living up there. in the loft 2010 yeah and um so Cliff was working for uh, a firm here in Tampa who they're still around, so we won't use their name. Um, but uh, some 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 good times back then. Um, and I don't know exactly what you were doing for them then. I know our roommate was like a uh, he was what would you call it like a project Pro- or property he, manager. I don't. Well, know. he was in uh, the construction stuff, so okay. he was kind of like a project manager, I guess you could call it. Okay, project um, engineer. Yeah, sometimes. sort of something spice like spice it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was doing a site acquisition, so I was like the guy that would go out and find the deals for us to go do. Yeah. Um, and then I would transition those into, I would be, I'd have a hand in kind of designing them yeah. and getting them permitted. And then we would go on to finance. And that's when um, my brother is older than I am and he was more involved with the capital structures and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. so I would pass it off to Brad and then, um, and, and that was kind of my role. Nice. And for those of you listening, Brad is also a uh, co-founder and co-owner of uh, 10 Federal as well. Yep. Brad could not make it today. He uh, is busy. He just had his fifth child. Jesus. So uh, yeah. he's, he's got his hands full right now. There's not much time for podcasting for Brad. Yeah. And my, my oldest nephew, and which is the uh, oldest of the five, is uh, turning eight in July. So that'll oh give you an God. idea of the spread. Is yeah, that, that's yeah. not <laughs> someone's a bad hand. <laughs> yeah, it got it got brought up. Uh, it got brought up last night at the concert, and someone's like, "Are you guys like Mormon? Is this like a religious thing?" It's like, like their the Civil War era family. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it, it kind of reminds me of the the new uh, Direct TV commer- commercials with the settlers. They have the, like the family, and they like settle for all the stuff. So my buddy Matt Knudsen is in all those commercials. Is he really comedian? Yeah, he's a straight man. He's How many the, kids does he have? Because um, I think Brad should be in those commercials. I don't know, uh, but uh, he doesn't have enough to party. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how's that? I, I'm always interested in, in a family that can work together because that's that's a tough. Sometimes that can be the mo- the biggest disaster of all time, and so. I, so I went to I went to Auburn and my major was uh, entrepreneurship and family business management, which sounds like a weird way to say <laughs> yeah, abortion. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the family planning when you go to CVS that's always throwing me off. Yeah, I'm like dude, it's just a condom aisle. Just say it. Uh, <laughs> so my thing is, with, with a lot of what I studied was succession planning, but also partnerships with the siblings. Those were the kind of the big focuses in the family business management aspect of the business 
uh, like studies wise. And so, how do you do? How do you deal with that? Is, I, I take it he's probably the older one. Yeah, he's, he's got older. Five kids. Yeah, he's older. Um, he's he's nineteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he got started real young. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's interesting. I mean, like, uh, you know, obviously people will ask us about what we do and they're like, Oh, so you work with your brother. That's awesome. And, um, but they don't really, you know, kind of dive into that. So that's, that's an interesting question, but I tell that's you, how we got this podcast. There you go, it's man. long form, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, it's, it's the best thing ever it really is. Uh, Brad and I have always been very, very close. I mean, even growing up, despite the age difference, we always chilled together and, and did a lot of fun stuff. And like, you know, Brad is very involved with my friends and vice versa. And, um, running a business together is incredible. I mean, it's, you know, he's my best friend and, and that's important, but it's also cool just because of the resolute trust. I mean, there's, it's just unconditional trust all the time, Yeah. which I know some families might lack sometimes. Um, you know, there can be rifts in the family or whatnot. Sure. But, uh, well, I, it's a, it's a take advantage thing. So like trust can be equity and, uh, in a different way. So like, trust can be i've had it happen to me a few times so it's like you have a partner you think it's going to work out and the the trust is the what you assume yeah you know with with a brother i'd say it's even stronger how how what's the what's the age difference uh it's almost seven years okay so yeah uh, all right so i have a older sister who's like six and a half years older and i have another older sister who's 10 years older Mm -hmm. and it's a totally different kind of ball game where you know, when I get in fights with my, my older sister, it's because she doesn't want to hear her. I was, she was basically a second mom. So like, she doesn't want to hear me talking shit back. Uh, but with brothers, I don't know. I don't know if that age gap, it it sounds like it's kind of an advantage because you're probably coming in. Um, he's probably got a little bit more experience in whatever field he's taking care of. It sounds like he's the project manager. You're more of the front end. Well, on the back end, that was back at the last firm, Okay, but that is, I guess, somewhat kind of the case now. Um, when we first started the firm, the the beauty of also having, you know, brothers or whatnot is, uh, I think growing up together, your minds think kind of in the same way. Yeah. And so, um, we can cover each other's tasks very well and there's a lot of overlap, but we are very different in that Brad is very creative person and has a lot of vision and very cool. You know, that that's awesome to have. Um, I guess I would be more the details guy. Okay. But as we grew, I mean, it was the point I remember when we, we started, we had a one room office where if we sat, if we both leaned back in our chairs, they would touch. And, um, <laughs> it's adorable. And yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. but you know, we were, we were doing, we we're trying to get deals put together, but at the same time, you know, from talking to investors to like taking the trash out, I mean, we did everything. And so we had to, we had to both do everything in the firm, but as we grew, we did divide roles. And so I guess I'm a little bit more on the front end now, as far as like finding deals, business development, stuff like that, uh, at least initially raising money with investors although brad does speak to all of our investors and then he's taken on the role of uh running our property management firm which is probably the biggest arm of our company at the moment okay and then and that has a lot of heavy lifting because he's managing so many people um but also along the vision lines he's created this cool uh or he's worked with a a group for our self-storage platform specifically and as far as i'm aware we're the first group ever that has a kiosk machine that operates a storage deal independently. And we're able to do that because there are locks behind the doors that 
grant and permit access or restrict access based on people signing leases and and if they're current on the rent stuff like that so it's pretty Mm. cool so i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up and i want to i kind of want to hold that uh that thought for a little bit later on in the podcast because i want you to i want you to bring that up and and talk about that because it is one of the first of its kind we were told by the groups that the lock is brand new we're the first people to use it and um but we've been told by these big groups that work in the industry that it's the first in the world. Yeah, so. which is which is pretty awesome. Um, but I want to I want to backtrack a little bit. I want to go back to um, your initial reason you got involved in real estate. Your initial reason why what the what was appealing about it to you that that made you say, man, I want to. This is what I want to do. I want to go on this route, and you know, I'm gonna figure it out from here. So. Yeah. Where, where did it start and where did uh what were the next few steps after that it's kind of a funny story um and this might sound somewhat bad but it's the truth but uh <laughs> <laughs> we can be we can be honest here we're yeah. safe no, no no i'll be honest but uh you're like it was meth <laughs> the meth is this, too good to give up this yeah. is the good part about morning beers yeah is that you're just willing to talk more earlier yeah yeah no one really wants to talk in we'll the let our hair down a beer or two no i mean uh there's nothing really bad everything's incentive based it, it's one way or the other usually it's salary uh, and that's what i'm gonna guess is where you're going sure. yeah so um my mom actually my my brother was the first one into real estate and so my mom had worked at a hospital and one of the nurses there had this brother that was working in real estate and um we heard through the grapevine that the dude made like eight hundred thousand dollars you know in mm-hmm. the previous year and we're like holy shit yeah that's amazing yeah that's, that's <laughs> and so my mom i think also recognized how pretty nifty that is and was like uh <laughs> so i've got i've got this uh you son boys are doing real estate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you boys go out and and do work <laughs> and uh so so anyways um she she was talking to the nurse she's like oh man well my bro you know my son is 19 he's gonna have his first you know summer off from college uh-huh. he needs an internship i think brad was planning on being like a go going to work on a cruise ship or something like that but she ended up my mom ended up meeting the guy and trading the guy's just he he's very verbose and and he's a talker and he comes in and he sees this big trash can and he goes on and on about this trash can for some reason my mom was like I'll give you that trash can if you give our, my son an internship. And he agreed. And so that's how it got started. And, uh, you know, Brad is an intuitive person and he picked it up quickly. Okay. And the guy, the guy that, uh, the guy that we used to work for is a very capable dude. And, um, and afforded both of us a lot of opportunity at very young ages to do a, a lot of the heavy lifting of the deal structure and, and so so let's break it down for people listening that might be in that same position basically is you saw you saw the you saw the carrot that was dangling ahead of you which is hey you can make a shitload of money in this yeah yeah uh you kind of it sounds like you may have fell back into fallen into this internship maybe it, it you saw you saw that part but you didn't know anything about real estate yeah neither did much. your brother mm. uh so it's always good to have that community or the family like your mom to push you in that direction. But then once you, once you took the internship, that's where we're most interested in because that's because we said it before we uh, heated the mics up, but you're not born to be 
a real estate agent. Yeah. I'm not born to be a small business consultant. Yeah. It's uh, what know, am I? What am I not born uh, to be? Uh, adorable. Do, do me now. Uh, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, not born to be small. <laughs> <laughs> You're born to be an overstuffed teddy bear. Mm. Uh, some <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> a cupcake connoisseur. God, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, but you're most people aren't you don't have the natural abilities in business most of the time you know sometimes people are just naturally good at cooking or yeah. or um or or something like that but it, typically you find in business that people just hustled and it's not like it's probably you probably are like at some point when you had that internship you're like what the fuck am i doing am i gonna like really walk around and do this stuff or you may not even had that thought at all and just kept moving forward yeah no i had um yeah so brad started on the internship and then he started working for uh, our previous employer and then brad started making some serious money and that was when it was exciting for me and i was like okay fuck yeah yeah you know, like, i'll give you up. i'll give you a trash can if yeah. you give me an internship <laughs> i was like sure. let's do this so uh then i started interning and i don't know i mean that that's a cool thing to think about like you know it's weird the things that people go out and find themselves doing with their lives. And I think, you know, if you're open, if you're open-minded and, and you're kind of up for an adventure, a lot of times what you do might find you, you know? And, um, like, I think it's so strange. Sounds like an ad for Scientology. I know, really. <laughs> and we're, <laughs> can see yeah, where we're right, we are. We're right next to the Scientology <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, factory over here. Yeah, we'll go out, we'll go by there next. But uh, we'll, have, <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a beer over there. It's kind of it's kind of rude that they try to lure you in with a personality test. You're like, hey, I'm just feeling pretty good about myself. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of weird that people take personality tests. <laughs> like let's be honest if you're up for taking a person that come on dude people take them on i see them on facebook all the time yeah, but <laughs> that's a whole my other iq thing. is so there's the, the thing on facebook i gotta do a, a 20 yeah. second rant yeah. the thing on facebook where people are like i'm gonna find out how i die and it's like the dumbest shit ever and they're like oh my god did you see this <laughs> how does someone know that people out there are that fucking bored that they're gonna take this thing on facebook to find out how they die how does someone know that we're going to create this and millions of people are going to do this app and we're going to steal their information for it because they want to find out how they die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's just a big crock of shit. I can't. Anyways, I can't even fucking I can't deal with that right now. It, yeah. My head hurts. It's content to push out that seems customized to the user, but it's not. But then I have like half my fr half my newsfeed is like, look at how I die. And it's like allergy attack. See, now now I'm going to start to blame you. You got to start unfollowing people. Yeah, I, no, I have. That's that exactly what Facebook I've done is you got to just unfollow. Dude, I, I've unfollowed I like 50 people I've unfollowed in the last like this last week which is really good for me I usually don't unfollow people for whatever reason I don't go on Facebook all that much anymore but um, I've probably unfollowed like 20 people this past week because good I was like you, you do the yeah, dumbest good. shit yeah. you, on man. Facebook good I was like you. it's unbelievable treat, so a little house cleaning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> treat your Facebook feed like you would in real life it's like being able to kill people and not get in trouble for it <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean but if they need to get a hold of you there's you're still friends and they can message <laughs> are you. we don't message me I still get that is truly communicating someone from your life yeah. to defriend them on Facebook. It's no, no, not defriend, unfollow. Oh, no, no, you're still friends with them, but they don't show up in your feed. They still oh, think damn. you're friends. They're little top right. There's a little top right arrow. It's as savage as it gets, man. They still think you're friends. You're really not, <laughs> and no one, no one knows but you. All right, so uh, we got back on track. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where did we stop? So. We, so yeah, so we're we're talking about you got the internship and you started seeing kind of like some money roll in. Your eyes start maybe getting a little big, but where where did it come from? Where you, where you really you know you started to say I I can do this. Yeah, so it, I worked for the last firm for I think it was like uh, 
I don't know. It wasn't that long. It was maybe three years or mm-hmm. something like that. And, you know, I graduated in 2007, so I was born into the hell fire. From, from, <laughs> from college. Um, from college. Right. And uh, into, you know, that bastard of a recession. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, it was, it was interesting, like, because we were highly incentivized and we had the ability to make some real money. And, um, but, you know, going through, going through the recession was a great thing for us. We learned a lot of both. And when I say us, I mean, Brad, myself. And uh, I just remember, man, like just I, I got a good understanding of how real estate worked. But I was like, man, this just this sucks. I hate this. <laughs> you know, I'm not making a whole lot of money. And um, was, was the just, was the juice not worth the squeeze or what? Yeah, what was it? yeah, I mean, it was just like we weren't working on anything. Like I, I, I was I had a very zi- siloed scope and um, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't I didn't really enjoy it too much. And then I remember I was like, you know what? I was like, I've we had learned enough that I felt confident that I could do all the aspects of what the firm we were doing at the firm that we used to work for. Right. And I was like, man, I'm going to do one of two things. I was like, I'm either going to like quit and move to Nicaragua and just surf and sell beer on the beach, sell coffee beans. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to, I'm going to start my own firm. So I did, I went down to St. John to spend 10 days with my two buddies. Yeah. And we, you know, did all the normal stuff we served and drank and it was a freaking blast. But dude, by day eight, I was so like antsy. I was like, dude, I got, <laughs> I got to go work on something, man. Yeah. So I moved my flight up, which was not a cheap thing at the time to do and came back. And then, um, you know, I, I did leave the firm and then we had, we, we decided to start a firm and we started, uh, just like any firm, you know, with like nothing basically, but yeah. we were, I would say the feeling was I was resolutely confident that we were going to make it. I just didn't know how long it would take. Yeah. And that was a, that was the scariest part for me. It was just like, fuck man, I hope I'm not 20 years down the road and still <laughs> yeah. in this why, one. Why did you feel like you could bet on yourself? Because I don't know, man. It's just something I feel like, like that's a really important yeah. value. And for people listening, that's, uh, it, before we got on air, I talked about our, my attorney that I go, I told him, Bet on yourself, man. You're, you've got a motor. That's, you're yeah. you're going to figure it out. Yep. And now that started, that was February. And now he has way too much work. Coming yeah, yeah, in, yeah. And it's a problem. That's so true, though. I mean, like, it did, like, Kale was trying to prep me a little bit for this uh, the other day. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, it'd be interesting to talk about, like, how you can recognize a good deal and stuff like that. And I was sort of thinking about that, like, laying in bed and stuff. And just, it's the same. It goes hand in hand with, like, starting a firm. I mean, you got to bet on yourself. And mm-hmm. for me, there was just, the one thing that I'm very thankful that I guess I had extinctly at the time was I was just like, dude, I don't know. It wasn't a question of whether or not we would have made it eventually. It was just how long is this motherfucker going to take? Right. You know? Sure. God damn. And we're, we're, we're kind of in an impulsive age where it's like, yeah. you know, we grew up like everything's now, now, yeah. now, now, now. But why you, the fuck isn't this working right now? What the fuck? Come yeah, on. That's right. I'm doing shit. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't it? It's only been a where, month. Where's my return? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it is like that. If I was going to talk to somebody about starting a firm, I'd just be like, man, when you dive, like, just be prepared to stay under for a while. And, yeah. um, you know, like just, you know, in my, in what you start in might not even be where you end up when you finally quote unquote, like make it to the other side or whatever you want. But call I think, it. I think that's, that's the, the, I don't want to be like corny, but like the beautiful part of it is that what you think you're, you're looking for is not really what you need, but you're going to find what you need. Or like you said, sometimes it's going to find you. Yep. And I think that's one of the more exciting things about <clears throat> the making these kind of bold decisions you know and it's scary and that's what holds people from doing it i think and we haven't really talked about it much on this podcast but um you know we could go on and on about fear 
but I think fear holds us back from these things. But yeah. when, when we're able to um, be, and you're never comfortable with it, but when you're comfortable enough to make that jump, what you really need is on the other side of that jump. Yeah. But it's not why you make the jump. Yeah, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, and, and I think... I think that's what, and that's one of the commonalities I think we've seen from a lot of the guests we've had on and just a lot of the people we talk to on a, on a daily basis about them starting their own business is that you may have this idea in your head of, all right, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go out on my own. Here's it's going to, you know, here's the, here's the game plan. I'd be willing to bet in three months that game plan has long been out the window. Which by the way, uh, we're not getting paid for this plug, but I heard of a great app called live plan which is because uh, business plans oh, nice. change all the time so i'm going to start using it uh i've been looking for something like this i just kind of stumbled upon it or maybe siri heard me stumble upon <laughs> it. <I> stumbled <laughs> upon sponsored by stumble uh, but um there's a it's a live plan and i mean you could say this about your life as well it's it, you can plan as much as you want but Month to month, it's going to change. And yeah. not that you want to change your business plan every month, but it's always good once a quarter to look at what you're doing, look at the goals you set out. Are mm -hmm. we are we on our way to hitting them? And if we didn't hit them, why didn't we? Yeah. Um, and that's something a lot of people don't do. I what, feel like I'm having that discussion. What's a lot the name of it again? So people listen. I think it's called Live Plan. Live Plan. Yeah. Cool. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll post that in the show notes so people can check that out. I think that sounds really cool. Yeah. It's a it it's a cool idea. So and and so um. So yeah, kind of. I, oh yeah, that is that does look good. I'll oh. say this though, like I, you know, and and remember, I I it wasn't just me; it was also Brad. And Brad yeah. at the time right. was uh, building his empire of children, and so I think he was <laughs> through like you know two or three. I don't even remember. Sure, but um, you know, I admire that because that was really brave for Brad. And I don't know what it was for Brad that got him to you know like for me it was that belief that i was like i know eventually something good will happen if i just stick to it i don't know what it was for brad that made him leap off but um he and he left with a little bit of money i left with yeah i had nothing you know because uh -huh. I, I was much lower in the firm or whatever and i had i had a little bit of money but I was on un unemployment and um, we had this free apartment where <laughs> we we were living in the Call of Duty dome. It, it was it was it was a really interesting uh, interesting time. And so I went to like a smaller uh, and I'll, I promise I'll loop this back into to the topics that we're talking about. But I went to like a smaller college uh, here just north of uh, north of Tampa, um, and I played baseball there. And I didn't. Uh, all my friends went to these bigger schools. You know, they were going to Florida State. They were going to Florida. They were going, you know, Miami, all these places. And uh, so I had this kind of different college experience. And it wasn't until I met um, I met Cliff, uh, who's here with us, and, uh, and our other buddy, Alex, that I really got to have the college experience, which was really interesting because these guys were kind of well out of college already at the time. <laughs> Dude, I, I was, we're still was like, living this lifestyle. I was talking to my girl the other night and she was like, how old is this Caleb guy? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was, know he's it, younger than me, it but was I just, don't know. How it was just kind of, kind of ridiculous. How and, old uh, are you, dude? Right now? Yeah. So we, yeah. we, we got yeah. in this uh, a couple episodes ago. I, I am currently 27 and three-fourths. God damn it. Um, so, yeah. I know, man. That's, Don't that's count fractions. Up. Yeah. So I'm almost 28, but not yet. So 27 and three-fourths at the moment. And um, so it was just one of these really interesting things where I'm, uh, you know, I've, I'm playing baseball. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm going to school. And I'm living with these guys in this free apartment up in this loft that has, like, this half wall it's just, and I put like, 
sheets up to complete <laughs> the wall. It was just, and it, it became kind of your dirt cave. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. But it, the whole thing just became kind of my college experience. But the, like I said, these guys were already working and out of college. So I got a glimpse of what was next. And it was really neat to see that. And I can remember, um, I mean, there were very, very few non-drunken nights. I mean, there were, we were, I mean, it was mostly, you know, drinking, having fun. Um, I even invented the pizza diet <laughs> living there, which we'll get into. The on most one classic diet to all the listeners out one, there. One it health, works so well. Don't bury the lead. When, <laughs> we, when we do a health episode, I will give out the secrets and the power of the pizza diet. So that'll be coming up as well. Stay tuned. But uh, that, That'll be a video one, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll definitely do a tutorial. Um, but it was, it was one of these really good experiences where I got to see um, Cliff in particular go through this transformation of working at – you know, this development real estate company and, uh, and going through the highs and lows, riding the roller coaster to coming home one day and being like, I'm, I'm out, I'm going to quit my job. Being like, what? Like, I'm hoping I can get a job in the next you know year or two. And this guy's like leaving what looks like a good one. Yeah. And so he quits. And I just remember so many times, you know, sitting on the balcony, like having a cigar, or, you know, drinking a drink or something and him just being like, man, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I really, yeah. truly don't know. And I'm just sitting there like, this guy is so capable like holy shit like it's it's crazy and just being like i know this is gonna this is gonna go well i don't know how but because i'm just some like kind of college kid but and then seeing where he is now it's really been like you a ass- really cool journey you assess players for the scouting block yeah you probably assess your friends in a similar way i look at my friends as like, oh i judge the shit out of everybody he's a deep sleeper <laughs> you know he's six round he, he needs some quickness yeah needs some help on that i'm up in the nfl draft right now so uh <laughs> i apologize for that analogy but I just look at some of my friends like he he doesn't have his shit together now, but he is smart. He's my thing is work ethic. If you have a motor, that's to me that's ninety percent of it. Yeah, and, um, by far. If you're the guy that parties, but you can get up in the morning, which I was not. I would party and then sleep, and then I'd get to work. Yeah, but and the guy then who party can party like, again. Yeah, but it. But now that has something called social capital. Now I can put a little <laughs> title around yeah. what I was doing, but. Um, and it's, and it's helping me bring leads in for my business. But at the same time, uh, if you were in it, I'm going to guess you were the kind of guy who could party, but you could get up in the morning. Go well, I'm <laughs> not an early <laughs> riser. Not. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. the one thing that I'm not, but uh no, I mean like I love partying just like anybody else. And, yeah. uh, every, the people that know me know that I take partying seriously, seriously. Well, and, uh, the hard part <laughs> when you're in your mid twenties, man, and you're living with a bunch of dudes oh, is like, dude, it was everyone's playing halo or something. That's and you're true. like, there oh, were, I got to go read this fucking real estate book to pass the test. I'm like, you do, come man. on, fag. Like, know, you're like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm trying to improve my life. Like, like moderation alone for a little bit and they're like yeah come on the street beers pussy and you're well, like it's true and it was I mean, that, we, we that talk happened. about that yeah that we talk happened. about that all the time and we 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 kind of brought it back up last night too before the concert and it was one of those things where i'm watching this guy and you know i didn't necessarily realize what was going on at the time but i'm watching this guy start this company yeah uh who's my roommate and i'm at the point in my life where you know i'm if i'm not in class you know um making pizza diets and playing call of duty right. on the couch and yelling and he'd walk out and it'd be you know 10 a.m and he's like guys i have a conference call in 10 <laughs> minutes just don't just just 
put it on mute and don't scream. There are 12 words and you can't <laughs> say, and this is the list. So please just. Yeah, it's like, just don't be loud, anything. So we'd hear him on this conference call, and we'd totally just forget. And we were just like screaming at the it's TV. So and true. like, I can only imagine the things going oh, on God. on the other end of the line. The people like, are we really going to do and business then, with this and guy? And then like, the fight afterwards, like. Well, fuck you, bro. Go go to Starbucks if you need to. No, he would. He oh, the would. guy. No, but the <laughs> the position of the dudes that are so lazy that can't remember yep. five minutes later to oh, shut up. Yeah, that was always us. like. Well, fuck, what are you doing dude. on a conference call? Yeah, anyway? we'd always, we'd say. We, we'd be like, go have a job. Yeah, dude. we'd like, always joke work. about this. So to this yeah. day, the best I'll never forget is like we all had. I had BlackBerry at the time. But fuck, man, yeah. it'd be like there there'd be you know that we actually had was it was Rob also. We never had four people living in that. No, apartment, no, no. But I would always but come over. I took Rob's place when yeah, Rob yeah. left, but that's I was right, always over. Right. Yeah. So we, but we basically had like four, you know, grown ass men living in this freaking apartment, man. And that was in a, a, in a three in a two bedroom with a loft. There yeah, were four people always there. Yeah, and pretty so, crammed. Uh, yeah, yeah. But dude, I'd be like on you know a conference call or something like that, and I'd be getting my phone would be buzzing. And I'm like, damn, I wish my phone would just shut the fuck up. And then I'd see it's these clowns and they're all in the freaking apartment where I am. And they're like texting each other from different rooms. Like, yo bro, is my, is my red Gatorade still in the fridge? Like Jesus <laughs> just, someone check and see and if that's geez. still there. You're like, are you fucking kidding me, man? I'm, I've got a call with somebody we're trying to raise like yep. a couple hundred grand from in like five minutes. Like yeah. I don't need this right now. Yeah. Cliff's giving like <laughs> elevator pitches over the phone and yeah. we're just blowing up his um, phone. And so but how do you deal with that? Like, like I, I w- I'm always interested in that because it's you it's move, <laughs> <laughs> you well, go and get a one room office that costs $145 a month. <laughs> Whatever, as long yeah. as look, and that's what it's seriously, took. that's yeah. what it was. And it, it's one of those things we talk about. Like it's not like get away from your friends completely, but like, nah, man. hey man, I got to compartmentalize this a little bit better. And yeah. uh, what what are my options? So, so here's the thing: most people would stop right there. Well, they wouldn't even fi- it, try to figure out a solution right well, there. Er, you know, everything's 2020 in hindsight. So like. It didn't occur to me at the time, but like they were instrumental in keeping me sane, you know, because like we would let loose and we'd let loose hard, you know, I'm not saying there's not value in the, in the, in the dude bro ship, but I'm saying like most people would go, you would implode on you, the apartment would implode on itself, uh, in drama wise, because most people won't have the gumption to go, Hey, I should go find some phone booth i can pay for a hundred hundred dollars a month and go just use that yeah. or a co-share workspace or you know i'll carve out this guy's closet at his office because he need, he, he'd like the extra income yeah most people would stop right there well you I know think that's that's my theory maybe yeah. i don't know i mean like you were talking about like you know how you 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 might start a business plan, but you also have to have a plan for starting a business. You know, like you, Ooh, you, <laughs> yeah, you like that. That's like a snap. <laughs> that's like a snapleism. Yeah, there you go, go on. Yeah. But uh, but in all seriousness, I mean, like we didn't, you know, I didn't have that much of a plan. I think Brad may might have had a little bit more than I did, but um, like we definitely, you know, designed how we were going to run a business, and we formulated a business plan too, and. The, the fun thing about business and building a business is that it changes. And like, I'll just for the record, if I'm still working in real estate in 15 years, then I'm not doing something right because I enjoy real estate and understand it well, sure. but I enjoy more, uh, like being, building a business. And there are other things I think are more important than building real estate projects that, you, you know, capable people have. If, Agreed. Know. Look, if I'm still making websites in a yep. year, I'm so going to be yeah. really pissed. But, so, yeah. but I want I want to tie it back to the we were talking about just because I think if the podcast is about starting business and sure. being an entrepreneur or whatnot, um, you know, 
having the faith to go start a business is a really tough thing. But if you have a plan, that's a way that you can mitigate it. And, you know, maybe you're running a business on the side on the weekends or something to create your escape pod from, cause it's, you yes. know, Brad had a family, Brad took a leap of faith. He had a little money socked away, but I mean, dude, that was a ballsy thing that he did. Yeah. And it is ballsy, but you've got, if you have a plan, it's not like you're trapped in your job. You can get out. You can find ways to make other income. We, you might have to cut back. You might have to, you we know, talk about that all the time. Yeah, I, really I, don't, do. I don't get this, this entitlement of like, well, dude, I already work in 95. I was like, just, okay, well, you have... Yeah, don't make you, us go through the hour breakdown just, again. I, I have to. Just yeah. prepare you, to you be... You have 12 hours on Saturday go. and a Sunday. That, you have, exactly. You have at least six hours after work and just, every day if you're doing a nine-to-five. If you're in the car... And you can't, even working out, you still have to... I mean, it's not... I it's, carry a notepad next to yeah, me, yeah. and I, I write... Or now I use Evernote, but I used to when... I didn't have the data plan to be able to do it. I keep a, <laughs> I keep a buck slip and I just write notes next yeah. to me while I was doing other stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I don't get this part where I've, I've been, hi- I've been hiring freelancers and they're like, so I'm, I'm going to take like, I just had this yesterday. I was like, I'm going to take like tomorrow off. And I was like, don't you, weren't you just telling me how bad you needed cash? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. And I was, I was going out of my way to get you work. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, but tomorrow you're off. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw Saturday and Sunday. They're not day. Those aren't weekends that, anymore. Those that, are just days. That's yeah. like a that that mentality though is you're not that person doesn't want to own a business. I like know. that's what that that's what that it sounds like to me. That's yeah. why they're I mean, that's why they're freelance. Well, and that's and that's why we dabble between the difference. Of, I hate the word dabble. God damn it. That's why we kind of. Um, we go and one name. I thought <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That, that's, that's why we kind of we, we talk about the difference of do you just do you have a skill and you want to make a couple bucks or do you want to start a business? And there's it's it's a thin line, but there is so much on on each side of that line that is different. Yeah, and, and I think that that's what some people fail to really realize. And like Law said, with you know with Toco Works, one of the things Law does is Law's laws in a lot of way uh, a lot of ways like a coach where he's he like a personal trainer would be like just text you randomly and they'd be like put down that pizza like just in case you're eating pizza laws like hey did you do this today did you do that today he's like he's checking and it's an accountability factor people a lot of people aren't willing to to go that that far with their skill or with you know that their want to to start a business yeah and that's what it and it takes more than that too but that's a lot of what it takes to get started and it's not like even have that i'm not super thoughtful i actually write (laughs) i write down notes like check in with caleb on tuesday or something you know for the next week uh check in with this friend that i talked to on the it it could be a buddy has no business relation whatsoever it's just i'll make a note nikal hey Talk to Derek, my buddy in Alabama. Talk to him in a month. You know, yeah. try to. I've been bad about catching up with friends. I Make try sure to, Derek's still alive. Yeah, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Derek's doing well. He's doing well. He's got one year old. He's he's doing all right. He's hanging. He's in. all right. But I'm saying like it. It's it's uh it's not it's conscious thoughtfulness as I kind of think about it. It's like okay, oh I I, I heard this podcast with Chris uh, Saka. On Bill Simmons' podcast. Yeah. Don't go over there yet, people that are listening. Uh, Stay tuned. But that guy had nothing, and he he became uh, a VC. And I was listening to a story. He like lost a shitload of money. He day traded, and he ended up going negative four million. <laughs> and he had to. Whoops. Yeah. And he might be. He, he didn't. Have, he didn't Scott have trade, the money. Scott trade still took he the never, seven dollar trade never had, fee. He had never. Yeah. He <laughs> never had any of the money to begin with. Wow. So he was betting on futures and all this shit, and like, uh, he goes, "Well, 
Uh, so I had to. I better make money. I had to. I went to law school. Then I worked outside of law school. I'm pretty. Is he the guy? Uh, no, no. Is Saka the guy? He's was like the s- number seven employee at Facebook or something like that. He was like one of the first a few employees of Facebook. He's the VC that wears the rodeo shirt. He, that's right. what he's known for. He's no, a younger cat. Uh, very. I guess he's an attorney. What is, uh, what is a rodeo shirt? Uh, it's like. Um, it's got pearl snaps, buttons. Don't be so... This is what I wear Dude, stage, you live so. in North Carolina. You don't know what a rodeo shirt is? It's got little flaps Something on the tits. Something that Prince owns? No, okay. I got you. I got you. But there's, this is a no Prince zone. <laughs> I'm not a Prince fan, so... Yeah, I wasn't... Oh. I, I never went through the Prince. I was. I got my hair cut the other day, and the, the girl but, who cuts my hair always talks about it. She's like, did you go through the Prince phase? I was like, no. She's like, all right, we won't talk about it. But I'm he like, plays every instrument, and I, my, yeah. my retort is always... At the same time, because that would be amazing. But <laughs> I'm more of the Dave Chappelle Prince type. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, I think we're all from the same 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 generation there. But but I, I and I, you know I I I kind of I'm trying to get past soccer because yeah I, I I am Jesus. But I was thinking about soccer too, and um, he's just a really interesting guy. People should I think people should check him out. Um, if you're into the business thing, definitely check after out. this podcast. Yeah, after this, because I, I know he's like on the ground floor of like Twitter, Uber, all those sort of things, and uh, he's got a really interesting portfolio and things that he's had a hand in. So. Yeah, he's a good success story, and, and maybe Cliff will uh, be in that area one day because it seems like you have a good disposition on, you know, I you talk to a lot of people who are probably or in your similar position, and they. Uh, they're re- they seem like they're always on natural Adderall and shit. You seem very kind of laid back, which probably makes you more analytical. If I'm if I'm guessing correctly, that that might be true. No, I mean, it's definitely true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's that's I've never stepped back and thought about it that way. I mean, dude, yeah, I work my ass off and starting a business. I think we can all agree is prepare yourself for pure hell and being broke and being poor and shit like that but uh yeah and rub some dirt on it but no i mean i don't yeah. think you have to be some psychotic like maniac that's always jacked up or whatnot like i know that because when i i remember when i was starting my firm uh hearing about people that were like uh successful and i was like fuck man am i not those things you know yeah. like I, I don't work 20 hours a day like i'd get blasted on the weekends what's up with this and, mm-hmm. and no you don't have to be that way i don't think i mean um you no, just I, I, do, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's somewhere right in the middle. Maybe just like most things, it's right in the middle. It's like, all right, I'm I, I'm not a twenty hour a day guy, yeah. but I I can be a twelve to fourteen, yeah, and then yeah. go have a, a drink afterwards. Yeah, you but, know, like, but that's but that's just it. If there's sometimes there's not that work to be done with what you're doing, mm-hmm. and that's what it comes down to, yeah, right? You, if the you, if there's a task create. at hand and you've got more work to do, well, then you're going to put in a few extra hours. Right. But if your hours lie between nine to five, because all the people you do business with work in that realm, then then that's where it's at. You know what I mean? So it's, I I I really believe that, you know, you'll you'll see a lot of people and they'll be like, working on the weekend. It's like you don't have to. You know what I mean? Like you have plenty of hours throughout the the weekday to do that. But when there is that much work to do, like when you're doing things on your right. own, for instance, starting a, the, a a business consulting company. This technically is work, but it's not. You know, like yeah. It, it's, yeah. I, Caleb and I came up with this podcast because we just like it. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're naturally interested in this, and we like talking to people about what they're doing. But I'm like, why? It kind of started that way. It's like, why don't we just do? So this doesn't feel like work. Yeah, I didn't feel very well this morning, <laughs> and my I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm starting. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Actually, brought to you by Brew Bus Brewery. <laughs> uh, but uh, like I. 31 definitely caught up with me this morning let's say that mm-hmm. and Man, it's um, unbelievable. and it's one of those things where it's like fuck i can't i, I could barely speak but it, 
I got up 20 minutes later. I'm like, let's go. I got to go. Yeah. got to get this. Dude. Done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're only human and, but so is everybody else. Right. You know? So everybody that's so done it. We're closing in. I mean, we try to keep this under an hour. I, I want to make sure we get to the kiosk stuff and then, or the, yeah. the, the lock stuff. But you, you've got a, yeah, so it's I, like you've got a lot of questions in your quiver. Well, so, so Cliff made a really interesting comment, um, before the podcast where he was saying that, uh, you know, he feels right now that, you know, you're saying you feel like 10 federal is kind of in the teenager stage uh, and you kind of have compared a lot of stages, um, to kind of like, you know, growth, like you go from an infant, you know, to a child, to a, a young kid. Yeah. We to, use analogies a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know why we picked that one. Yeah. But, um, but I think, and I think that plays well and it kind of paints a, paints a nice picture of where you guys are at. And, uh, the other day or, you know, just before this cliff was like, yeah, you know, we're kind of in, in the teenager phase now where like, if we needed to survive on our own, we could. Yeah. You know, we could bully a couple people if we had to, but if we needed to survive on our own as well, we could. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I'm just really interested in the stages before where you are now, because I think where you are now is really, really an interesting place. But the stages before this, the, the, the you know, the first time you guys really realize, all right, we're, we're able to do this. Like we're, we're, we're here. We are, we're doing it. We're staying afloat. And maybe even the stages past that where, all right, now it's kind of nice. Now we can breathe. You know, now we're, we, we've come up for air. We can breathe. We're kind of floating a little bit as opposed to now where you guys are really picking up steam and you're, you're, you're swimming along. So kind of talk about that. Those first stages where you guys knew you had something. Yeah. Um, God, man, I, I guess we, we landed our first investments. And when we closed on the first two apartment communities, we closed on like, we, <clears throat> we started the firm and we were basically just chasing any deal that we could. And yeah. the first thing that we did was we brokered a deal, which basically means that we transacted, transacted real estate, but we were not, an owner we just mm -hmm. helped somebody else buy a piece of real estate you essentially like helped consult yeah like, through a deal yep and we made a hundred thousand dollars and you know we nice. were stoked but that took so long man yeah. from like the day that we decided we we're going to start our business to the day that we got that and that sounds like a lot of money but i can tell you when you're starting a firm that is dog shit for money yeah <laughs> i mean it was yeah. like it was not a lot and you between know two people between two people it's not one that. of it's which like has a family between the company as well like and tax yeah. 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 yeah yeah and so we're like you know what though we're like we we got to get in the ownership game we got to we got to be the principals we got to own a firm that owns things and, and yeah. operates things and so we, we want stuff so we took that money yeah we want some some stuff yeah. so we we took that money and put it down as a deposit on an apartment community that was a $13 million transaction. I just remember the two of us being like, dude, how in the hell are we going to go buy something that costs 13 million bucks? Yeah. This is insane. That's crazy. And then shortly thereafter, we found an even better deal that was 23 million bucks. And we put that one under contract with the remainder of the money. And we had, we needed to raise something like, uh, I think it was like 8 million bucks or something to close it to. I, I'll get the number wrong, but it was wow. a substantial amount of money. And I just remember when we got the commitment, I was like, dude if this thing closes that that'll be insane feeling and then sure enough that day came and i remember hugging like these people that we bought the property from like i was like hugging them and stuff <laughs> and they're, they're like dude they're, you can stop now <laughs> yeah. it's, it's they're fun. like you know they've done tons of deals and i was like it was very it was an interesting it was an emotional feeling so that yeah. was that was cool that's when we first had a firm, I would say that was like the yeah. inception and that was back in 2011. And then we bought the second deal, which is the first deal we put under contract like a month later. So that was, that was a crazy time. And then and um, that's kind of the first time where like you put your head down at night and you know, like when you wake up, like we have, we have something like, we're, like, I'm dude, going to work. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to work for something. 
without uh, it sounds like you don't want to give up too much about how how do you raise how do you get eight million to put down like, yeah that's that's I think that's where people are like it's huh? all it's uh, all yeah, yeah it's okay. all Bitcoin no, you're driven you're yeah. right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, Craigslist well we had the distinct and this is I will say that one thing that I think we were lucky uh-huh. about was we had an entree to those sorts of tables because of the group that we used to work for. Okay. And um, with my brother, especially because it started out with my brother was the one that raised money because he knew some of the guys that had money mm-hmm. and he knew how to talk to them. There is a specific way that you speak to, to people that have that you're trying to take their money. Well, look, every every <laughs> business, every industry has its own jargon. Right. You exactly. know, that's why the, the financial crisis is so perplexing because no one knows what a CDO is and no one knows yep. what it. No one knows uh, all these acronyms. That's my thing with finances. Right. People are scared because there's just too many acronyms. But be, be, beyond the jargon, there it's like speaking on a de- sure, like d- sure. deeper level maybe. And um, I would say, and for for the listeners, if you're raising money, be prepared and be completely honest, even about the downsides of what you're trying to sell. And if you don't know something, don't bullshit. Just tell whoever's asking you that question that you'll come back to them with an answer down the line. I always like say that. that. I go, yep. look, I don't know that right now. Give me Let a me day. Let me find out. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll get back up. to you. Um, but then, so we so we knew some folks that had money from the last firm, and they, they had been burned on the previous business plan, which was real estate development, very risky, high risk, high reward. Um, and we formulated a more conservative business plan, and we thought it would appeal to some of the older folks that had some some money. And um, one guy in particular, and I'll never forget this this guy, he basically put us in business. And our plan was to take his money and buy the apartment communities and then sell them off into smaller pieces with margins on top of that for him. Okay. And so it was, you know, we call it syndicating. Um, so we were going to syndicate his investment. So it's a nice term. Yeah. So originally like, he, I know that word, but I don't know. Well, really. <laughs> it was funny, man. It, I mean, it's like so strange because in this Seinfeld is, syndicate, right? Like <laughs> this changed my life in so many different ways, but I have this great friend who worked for something called a broker dealer. And so they basically do these syndications where they'll go out and sell product. You, you bundle together like a real estate project and then they go sell to the smaller masses that for smaller investments, but yeah. there's, those people pay a premium. So originally our our launch investor was only gonna give us ten percent of the money that we needed. And I was like, that's great, but damn, you know, mm-hmm. we have a long way to go and we're running out of time. And then I, I, I reconnected with an old friend of mine, his name is Addison, and um, you know, I was telling him about what we were doing. He's like, Damn, dude, he's like, I could sell the shit out of that mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And so we discussed that business plan and then I was like, Oh man, I was like, if we could sell this to the seed investor that we can go out and buy these projects and then sell it and get a premium on top. That's that's a killer business plan. And so that's exactly what we did. And we then at that point, that's when we got our commitment for the money to be 100% of the investment just from this one individual. This guy's a very high net worth individual. And then um, we ended up doing the deals and closing, transacting them. And they were such good deals, though. He he decided he didn't want to, to sell off smaller ownership. Mm-hmm. So then he just remained in those... Uh, projects and we still own them today nice yeah yeah uh, and it, i'm sure while you're doing this you're scattering around you know when you're like okay wait we could we could switch this up and, and make this a better deal kind of yeah. kind of thing i want to make sure 
Okay, we got about ten minutes. I want to make sure <laughs> we well, can't go over an hour, huh? <laughs> as as with most things, uh, the, it kind of runs long just because there's so many. We call it tangent highway. It just can get in so many exits. Ah, I hear you, man. And uh, we want to make sure we're and Caleb and I were trying to be kind of um, uh, more thoughtful or more aware of like what's the point of this podcast is yeah. to really yeah. give advice sure. through the interviews we're doing. Okay. And so I want to make sure we talk about what's a good, how to make a good deal. Okay. And it, it look, it could be broad, it could be real estate, but, or it could just be anything. Um, cause I'm sure there's parallels to making a deal in real estate. That's almost the same thing. I would say negotiations probably going to be right up in the top. From a philosophical standpoint, everything yeah. that we approach a real estate deal with, I apply to my own life. Perfect. Like, I mean, yeah. that I, I'm such a deep believer in that. Yeah. And I'll try to keep the answers more succinct and brief. And by the way, I just want to make the point that that Addison character has ended up, he was a, a friend of mine back in high school, but I hadn't seen him in like years. Yeah. And now he's, dude, I see him all the time. He's one of my best friends and he travels a lot. I love traveling. And we've traveled the world since then. And so that was, you know, that was just a cool connection because not only was that the uh, kind of the the uh, epiphany moment for how we were going to get these deals done. Yeah. But I got one of my best friends out of it, too. Yeah. And that look, and sometimes that's that's usually usually it's awesome, you know, mm -hmm. And but that can be tricky as well. You know, working Definitely. with friends. So it. It's a great story. It's awesome when it's working well. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah, and, and what did, what did you get? Because so there's there's multiple facets to to kind of what you guys are doing, and it's not it's not just um you know getting getting seed money and and you know getting investors in on the ground floor of some of these deals, but um there you know you you touched on a little bit in the beginning, but you guys also have kind of multiple uh you know, streams of revenue and different kind of uh, businesses that branch off from this one, you know, home, you know, uh, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, found foundation. Um, how did you guys kind of come up with all of the other things that go along with it? The kind of, I would almost call them like ancillary services. Like, yeah. you know, you build a stadium and you've got a game tonight, but you also need parking. You need <laughs> concessions. You need all these sort of things, you know? So that's the beauty in having a brother that's very creative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I will say this too. It, it, it's really funny uh, between the dynamic between Cliff and Brad um, and getting to kind of watch that. Brad uh, was a kind of uh, amateur filmmaker almost and he really had a passion for for like cinematography filmmaking uh, there, editing I mean, and that's where his creative side comes yeah. from and and cliff's creative side comes from like a more adventurous standpoint i'd say it comes from more of kind of like seeking you know kind of adventure and and challenges and these sort of things um not that brad doesn't seek challenges he that's five kids. That's <laughs> fucking five challenges right there. Um, but it's it's a yours is more of a risk adventurous thing, and uh, maybe his is uh, taking a risk creatively <laughs> in the sense that when you're when you're dude, I've tried to direct a sketch and it's uh, yeah. a fucking nightmare, and it's like, oh, I gotta act like a fucking CEO on this <laughs> thing. Like I can't, yeah. you can't just go be like, oh yeah, that's cool. You just go sh all shorthand. It's yeah. like. No, 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 do it this way, and then I'll, I'll feed you lines. I'll feed but you it, lines. I'll feed you lines. It's, like, it's one of those things, too, and I want to make the point where yeah. their, their, their personal parallels, and this is from an outsider looking in on, on Cliff and Brad and 10 Federal as a whole, their personal uh, attributes carry over perfectly, I think, to what they do with their job in creating this company. Yeah. That they both stay in these kind of lanes, and they both know their strengths. I feel a lot of people, myself included, I try to find strengths 
in business and in the workplace mm-hmm. that I don't possess naturally as a person or that I haven't worked at uh, on a personal level. And I think that's where a lot of people will fall short sometimes. Yeah. And it didn't become a, really apparent to me until I started thinking about Cliff as a guest on the podcast mm-hmm. and 10 Federal and a lot of the things that, that these guys are able to kind of do. Um, but it, using those, the things that you possess. Now, we're not talking about acquiring a skill here. We're talking about just things you're, you are kind of honed into more naturally that you, you need to focus on those in a business sense as yep. well because that will strengthen what you're doing work-wise rather than just in your personal life. So yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a no, parallel I mean, we've seen. We, we talk about all the time, man. Like we, we try to formulate our business plan was different from most, which is a good thing, but there are aspects of it that are non-traditional for our industry. And man, it was like swimming upstream. We're like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, let's yeah. just do it. Let's, let's deviate courses and try to like swim downstream. And it's made a big difference in being able to transact more, more deals. Um, but what I would say from like an aspect of what you're good at is swim downstream. Yeah. Like if you're good at being a funny guy and can talk to people or whatever, yeah. make sure that you're working in the, in the disciplines. It's good to know all disciplines. I, yeah. I believe that if you're working in real estate, you should know all the facets of real estate very well. Right. But focus on, uh, especially when you're starting the things that you're naturally good at. And I mean, I know that's cliche, but like, dude, that is so key. It's, it's it's cliche I mean, for a reason though and it's, it, exactly because it, it's, it's true yeah and it's one of those things like caleb alluded to earlier it's it, it it you have to train yourself a lot of the time so my consulting s- stuff is basically checking in once a week with my clients mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like a personal trainer it's the yeah, best man. it's the best metaphor i have it's like hey how's Keep this going track. how's this going well and that helps people to understand it as well because right. i think everyone's been in that you know if you've been to a personal trainer, chances uh, people usually only stay with them for a short while. But that's because they have bad fitness habits. That's like uh, that's just how it is in this country. Right. People have terrible fitness habits. You have to have good business pizza habits diet. to to keep. Yeah, pe- <laughs> pe- <laughs> we'll we'll put up some information pizza on the pizza diet. diet. <laughs> Don't you guys go googling it just yet? But I, but I think that people can relate with, even if people hate their personal trainer they're still doing the best thing for that person. Right. And that's what they have to understand when it comes to business consulting and starting a business. It's going to be tough at first until you get into that mindset. If you're not in it already of wake up and just, I have to start kicking ass, you know, right away. Once I'm, once I'm in the office, it's work time, it's go time. It's not Facebook. It's not time to tweet Mm -hmm. and repin things and repost shit. It's time to get stuff done. It's time to make some deals. So having someone to have some accountability, is is really where it, it comes in to keep you on on track with that so um and uh something earlier you talked about you you and your brother kind of have delegated roles but you haven't you know you need coverage if someone one of you guys mm, is out. gets greased <laughs> well yeah but i mean like he, he's got five kids i'm sure that comes into play we're you know hey can you go in and fill in for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people think about that either. And so I want to make sure I touched on that because that's a big, that's a big part too. I don't do graphic design, but I know enough now that if I have to come in and figure out how to, how to make changes, make edits, I can do it. Yeah. Cause I knew I need to be, I look, I use football analogies for everything. So, you know, we need to cover two. We need two free safeties. If my, if uh, whoever's running the branding and graphic design for me, 
if they fall through, what am I going to do next? Yeah. Um, I mean, unless it's instrumental to actually operating your business, I feel like that's a second stage type thing. Like sure. once you got the business up and running, sure. then start building some redundancy. I mean, again, that's the fortunate thing of having a brother that's also capable. And, you know, I would like to think vice versa. Uh, we could, you know, cover for whoever else if one goes down or right. whatever happens. Duplicate yourself. But um, also if you can find somebody that's good at finding good people, yeah. like I don't know that I'm the best at finding good talent. Um, but I mean, I just can't tell you how important it is to have good people, but also to be able to recognize when somebody's not working out for you. Good thing you got a recruiter right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, the I new mean, intermediary. Yeah. Uh, so th- that that's important. And that's something I think kind of like a second stage part of business planning is like, make sure you have some, know how to pull the ripcord so uh i want to hear about this lock okay yeah before I want to talk we, about we'll it. end on the lock uh what's the what is this i'm already intrigued yeah uh, good tease at the beginning as they call it in the yeah. biz what, what is it i guess it sounds like to me in my head it sounded like it's like you know a real estate agent has the the hide a key kind of deal but it's just you can remotely access this yeah so um everything we're you know big believers in technology or whatnot and um there there are certain things that when you become uh involved with an industry like real estate and we work on apartments and self-storage while we're in the self-storage business it's agitating to think that this thing that sells boxes that aren't even people's homes are just literally boxes to store things and um you know, you, you go to a car wash and there's moving parts, but it's automated. You can go to a right. kiosk, pay for it. It All the things are, it's got a million gadgets. You go to a machine and you can put a card in it and it spits money out and it's automated. Why in the hell is there a box that you store stuff in with one moving part that's not automated? And so, again, this is, I would being say... Being the lock. Being being the storage unit the is, lock and door i guess the yeah. lock yes i guess that would be Se- secure, security on the on the storage door right exactly so um but we just realized like looking at it you know it's just it just agitates your mind you're like this is fucking annoying why is it this way and so um interestingly I, I, i'm a believer in collective consciousness like you know people think about the same things at the same times and for inexplicable reasons but um you know, Brad being creative was like, dude, you know, there are these, there's this lock out there that you can put behind these doors. And it's a very, you know, early concept. If we could connect this to, to a kiosk and grant people access, like, so you come to our facility and this is, we have our first one built it's in Graham, North Carolina. You come in, you go into the kiosk room. There's a kiosk. There's nobody there. It's a, you know, 10 by 10 foot room. And you can lease a unit from a kiosk and it tells you where your unit is and you can only go to that unit. So like if it tells you go unit 310, you can't go to unit 210, mm. put your crap in there. That Interesting. Yeah. Basically what we've done is we've eliminated our biggest line item on the operating expenses being a person. Now I'm not you know, in favor of eliminating jobs, but I don't know that managing a self-storage facilities, you know, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the ball if you want to, uh, (laughs) because if you, if you're listening to this and you're like, Hey man, $15 an hour, that should be a thing that should be minimum wage. Maybe it should, Mm. but you got to understand robots are taking your jobs, man. And it's, (laughs) it's, uh, business has no, uh, it has no heart and it's not, it's not, I'm not saying y'all I'm saying in general, McDonald's has no heart. They don't give a fuck. They give up, they give a shit about their margin. Uh, what, yeah. how can I spread that margin? Okay. You're going to make me 
have fifteen dollar an hour employees. Well, fuck that. But it's, it's we're not, gonna we're gonna have robot employees. It's not that. even it's not even necessarily a margin. I mean, I think a part of it is, but I think I think things are changing, and I think you're yeah. gonna find people that yeah. When you go to a self storage uh, self storage facility, you're not necessarily there to make new friends. Okay, <laughs> you just want to store your shit and you want to leave. Yeah, you don't need unless to have that twenty people on payroll. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're going to store some stuff just to meet people. Hey, my name's Ralph. Yeah, I hang out here, you, pick up chicks. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it, it was an inefficiency that we recognized. Sure. And, and, and so we've we've put all the pieces together, and we're very proud of it. And it's operating. I mean, the thing's doing incredibly well. And what's interesting about it is that because we don't have that huge line on, line item in a payroll, the deals are very much more profitable and in in turn should be worth a lot more um well as, as you grow you have 10 locations you have one gm instead of one gm it, per it, location there's so many ancillary benefits that right. we didn't even realize i mean for instance we don't have to have water so we don't have to annex in the cities so that keeps our taxes low, low Ooh, on the deals we didn't yeah. realize that the initial peer, uh, portion the counties are excited because they are like oh we can approve some commercial development on sites that used to not be possible because we can't get sewer to them or water mm-hmm. so those are like some of the unforeseen things but i mean the ability to, if someone pays rent, it's all automated. Uh, day 32 rolls around. They haven't paid their rent. They can't get into their unit. They can't skip on you. Um, you don't have to have, you know, an on-site manager. That's a that's a huge expense. It's, it's just a lot of things, and it's working, and it's the first one, and we're very, very excited about it. And, you know, yes, we've replaced somebody with a robot, but maybe if we go do 10 of these, we can go start something else that provides a hundred jobs. I didn't mean to say that in a pejorative way. I just knew you're, you're no, I know. you didn't want to be like, Hey man, I don't want to put people out, but it's like, it's like Caleb saying, like recognize the times we're in. Like, yeah. Everything's going to be automated. And if you're not, there's if- a cupcake ATM. Okay, <laughs> there, that's a thing. Now there's a cupcake ATM. Like what are people going to say? Well, wh- what about the bakers? What about the people who work at the cupcake store? Just f- people just want a fucking cupcake, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's a cupcake ATM. It's like we don't. There's this. There's I didn't know that. There's this. It's oh. in Hyde Park. Gabby's thing His going on. Made it happen, man. Yeah. So leave it to her to find a cupcake ATM. So <laughs> it's like unbelievable. Hey, I'm trying to lose weight. Oh, cool. We just opened a cupcake. <laughs> we ATM. just put it, and I was like, "Is it 24 hours?" And she's like, "Yeah." I was like, "So you're telling me <laughs> I can go out and Ebor? I can go get hammered?" I can get an Uber home and have him stop by a cupcake ATM at like three in the morning and I'm going to get a fresh cupcake spit out. She's like, yep. I think it's entrapment like, for really dude. fucked up people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So, but I just think it's, the, it's like you guys said, it's the times that we're in and it's, you guys have really found an interesting niche and this is just definite proof of what we're talking about where you take this risk, you go out and I guarantee you, and we're sitting on the balcony seven years ago however long ago it was it was seven years ago yeah probably seven years ago yeah and you're sitting there and you're going i don't know if this thing's gonna gonna work out that you did not have in your mind that you're gonna have a (laughs) self-sustaining self-sufficient storage facility yeah now i know that sounds like so uh, I don't know. I I get so excited about self storage. <laughs> it's just it's kind of that's, that's awesome. Good, that's there need to be people thing. like that. Yeah, that's there, a good there. thing. And and I so and I think that's the you know that's the the moral hopefully of this kind of uh, of episode and of really of of what sweat equity is about is that seven years ago having that conversation you did not think that was going to happen. You took the leap. You, you dove in and like we said plans change yeah what was the quote you said earlier you, you need to have a business plan but you need to plan for business or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. i just butchered that but just rewind and you guys will find it but <laughs> but I, I just i think it's so true and when you make these bold moves 
the, what's on the other side may not be what you expect, but it's going to be exactly what you need and exactly what you're capable yeah. of doing. I mean, uh, it's again, probably partially cliche and equally nerdy, but I mean, starting a business is a life adventure. And, um, you know, like I, I don't know that like I particularly, I, I do love real estate. I love the, the real estate business, but I love more just the adventure of starting a business, especially with like my brother, you know, who yeah. I, I've, 17 best friends but he really is my best friend um it's just it's wait been, you have 17 best friends you know dude, lot, i was trying man. to Jeez, i was like man if dude. i ever get married well you know <laughs> this is what happens if you wait to be 31 before you get married your your yeah. groom's potential just groom's grows. been less grows and grows, grows and grows i had 16 but, yeah damn are you serious yeah wow. did you have 16 you were I there I, yeah, I knew you had a lot but i didn't know it was that many made dad the best man just i didn't want to deal yeah with yeah that's a tough one but uh you know i just man that i love that like the idea of just it's just a life adventure, man. It's freaking, it's fun. And you just, if you approach business with an open mind, it, it can be just like traveling the world. I mean, it'll take you lots of different places. That's right, awesome. Man. Gotta, if if, we, if we, anyone we has a question, for, yeah, and I'm wrapping up. So if anyone has a question for Cliff, can they reach you somewhere specifically? Is there an email address you want to give out that if they have a question about getting into real estate or some of the stuff that you guys do, where can they, where can they find you guys? Yeah, sure. So, well, our shoddy website is uh, 10 federal.com. I don't know if our emails are on there. Can you click the yeah, contact yeah. thing? Um, let's see if you guys made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got, we got a new guy starting in may. He's just graduating. So, <laughs> okay. Yep. So, uh, so our emails are there, but, um, Brad doesn't even, I, I got to tell Brad that I was going to do this. I haven't told him yet, but <laughs> <laughs> well, e so email me. I'm yeah, Cliff. So, so Cliff you can reach 10, 10 federal and that's the number 10 one zero. Yeah. Federal. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on. I think this was a, a really insightful episode and hopefully uh, hopefully everybody enjoys it. Um, Thanks for flying in. To yeah. do this. <laughs> I enjoyed it, guys. Law, you, you got any plugs or anything? Uh, no, if you have any questions, uh, email Caleb, C-A-L-E-B at T-O-C-O-W-O-R-K-S dot com or Law, L-A-W at T-O-C-O-W-O-R-K-S dot com if you have any questions. Feel free to hit us up in comments when we post this or on Facebook comments and, uh, you know, don't hide everybody on your Facebook feed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'll I'll in I'll end this episode. You're so exclusive. Mahalo. Thanks for listening.